This is Ed Mowry from the band Tiwanaku. You're listening to KFMP Misery Point Radio. Get some! abductees to another anal probing edition of the misery point radio show i of course am your host you can call me mike and as always i appreciate you following the lights and risking abduction to join me here in the wasteland and today my genetically modified friends i've got an absolutely epic show lined up for you one that has been close to a year in the making chock full of awesome news amazing announcements and mind-blowing music Hopefully you don't get memory wiped after listening. You'll want this to be with you for the rest of your pathetic, underachieving lives. Today's guest is the one and only Ed Mowry from the Supernatural-inspired death metal band Tiwanaku. And though many of you may know him from his time in the legendary sci-fi tech death metal band Nocturnus, Ed has been silently lurking in the shadows for the last two decades, crafting the ultimate return to glory with the opus. That is Earth Base One, Tiwanaku's long-awaited debut album. Now, as you can imagine, a lot has happened over the last 20 years, so Ed took me on a stroll down memory lane, and we discussed everything Tiwanaku, from the origin of the band, the story behind the band's name, his fascination with the supernatural, and the challenges he's faced over the last 20 years, including a multitude of personnel changes and some serious life-threatening health issues. We, of course, also chatted about cool shit like poltergeists, aliens and things that go bump in the night we're not crazy you're fucking crazy needless to say there were a million reasons why this album may never have seen the light of day but ed's dedication to seeing it through has resulted in one of the most unique and inspired albums i've come across in a long time and with the recent announcement of their new label and a november 4th release date there is new life in the tibunaku camp and i'm excited to share this with you today so Yank that thing out of your ass, pull your pants back up, and prepare yourselves for a journey to Earth Base One. Check this shit out. Ed, welcome to the show, brother. It's about goddamn time. Man, I'm telling you, it's <laughs> definitely about time. Yeah, <laughs> thing, man. I mean, 19 years in the making um, at Tiwanaku is just, uh, I, it's, it's amazing what's happened in the past three days since it was announced. Yeah. Uh, release date and everything. Yeah, that's uh, that definitely definitely big news and a very long term project for you, obviously, and, and clearly a passion project because you didn't give up on it. And so we'll talk about that some more in a bit. And I am, of course, familiar with Tiwanaku as I have been digging into the band pretty extensively for the last uh, year or so due to a previous uh, associate you had who's no longer with you. So we'll leave that person nameless. But that being said. Upon hearing about this project, I became very intrigued because not only are your uh, themes and topics and really cool uh, ideas present in this project, and they're very close to my own heart, but uh, you have also just got some really, really, really cool ideas and great progressive music and all kinds of stuff I'm excited to talk about. So why don't you give the Misery Point Radio listeners kind of the uh, the backstory on Tiwanaku? Because as we said, it's kind of been a long time in the making, and there there was a little bit of a break in between there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, started in about 2003, thought of in 2002, and started in 2003. Uh, first demo, uh, we had Richard Christie uh, from Death and Ice Earth and um, Charred Walls of the Damned. And uh, Howard Stern. Yeah, and Howard Stern played drums on it. Uh, we had uh, Rick Brinstrom, uh, guitar lead extraordinaire, uh, play leads on it. And I, I played all the keys, I played all the bass, and I played all the rhythm guitars. And I sang, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also had another singer as well, um, who's no longer with us anymore. So we've just uh, kind of moved on and just stayed a death metal band from here on out. You know, it's... Uh, um, I do a little bit of clean vocals, but uh, but they're 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 probably a little deeper than what people are used to hearing from us before. <laughs> sure. And so now the the timing on this band, this was something that you pretty much had started gestating in your brain just prior to you leaving Nocturnus. Yes, definitely. 
and yeah. the the uh, the concept of this to me so Tiwanaku uh is a very sacred pr- place in uh, in Bolivia but why don't you go a little deeper than that for me tell me about Tiwanaku and what it means to you well i've been looking at it for a really long time through books i mean before it was all on tv i was reading books about it and um it's just really magical ma- majestic place and i've never visited and uh it looks like that's going to happen next year but uh yeah um <laughs> uh, but yeah um i've been fascinated with it ever since i first read about it you know um the the rumors are that it was the landing point of the very first human beings on planet earth uh that's why we call the first album earth base one because right. that's that's what they called tiwanaku that was actually a different name for the for the place um, and, uh, you know, there's a, a sun gate there when uh, during the um, equinoxes, uh, the sun will shine through, uh, just like up in uh, um, England at uh, Stonehenge. Uh, same kind of uh, thing. I know uh, the time has gone by and the sun doesn't come exactly up in the right place anymore. But uh, that's just because the earth has done its thing. But, but yeah. And, you know, it also has a moon gate. And, um, you know, there's all kinds of rumors about those gates opening and uh, one taking you to the moon and the other taking you to the sun. And the sun, uh, Timonaka people worship uh, Viracocha, sun god. And uh, he's pretty much, you know, what is the what is on our album cover? That's him. Nice. Yeah. Very, very cool stuff, man. Uh, Our artists for the album, I just I was blown away when we first saw it because we had decided on what you're wearing (laughs) to start with. (laughs) But uh, the the label said a few things and we thought about it and we thought they were right. And so we went ahead and made a change. That's that's why the artwork changed. Yeah, that's great. And as a side note, I don't know if it's related and I don't remember if it was you that I was talking to, you know, messaging or whatnot. But wasn't there something where there was there was a uh, an acceptance by uh, descendants of the Tiwanaku or the existing Tiwanaku to to kind of I guess bless the project, if you will? Yeah, uh, descendants of Tiwanaku that live in La Paz, Bolivia now. Um, they I I got several messages from uh, over WhatsApp uh, that application on on um, your phone and uh, it was amazing. They were like, hey, uh, where's the band from? You know, just trying to get information and. I wrote out a thing that, uh, you know, I've been fascinated with you and Yonaku since I was, it's, I mean, well over 20 years ago because I was, I was into it when I was in Nocturnus. So, you know, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was a really easy thing for me to say, okay, that's the name because nobody else used it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which by the way, is really hard to do in the music industry anymore because you think you've got an original name and then all of a sudden you go and you do like a, like a trademark search or a copyright search. And you're like, Oh, there's 400 of these guys out there now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was, you know, just, just seemed like the right thing to do. And so when you had first kind of, I guess, uh, designed this concept, this thing gestated in your brain, uh, you were of course fascinated with, you know, the place, the mythology, the stories and all that kind of stuff, the fables, if you will. Um, but you yourself kind of have an affinity towards the unexplained and the supernatural. And that kind of carries over into your song topics, right? Most definitely. I've had experiences. Um, our, the single we have out right now, Visitor from Titan, is a story about me and our um, last guitar player, uh, rest in peace, Michael Estes. Um, yeah, we, uh, we, we took a trip up into the mountains. We were going back to where I lived up there. And uh, it was after a gig I'd filled in um, for a band down here in Albuquerque uh, for a gig at a place called The Compound. And on the way home, we went, we were on Indian land, you know, native land. And, it, you know, all of a sudden this light started developing in front of my truck in the middle of the road. And I'm like, Mike, do you see that? Mike, do you see that? And all of a sudden it got real big and we got closer and closer to it. And I, so I started hitting the brakes. And then all of a sudden, lightning bolt shot out from under it and flew up the mountain and it was gone. And that's pretty much what that song's about. <laughs> Crazy. I, I uh, you and I have talked uh, off, offline several times now about various experiences we have. So 
I'm, I'm glad I, I'm not the only one who's uh, who's seeing crazy things. And you have some ties to the Pacific Northwest as well. I'm up in yep. the Seattle area, and uh, you were here for a bit, if I recall correctly, before you went off to audition for Nocturnus. And yes. uh, this area is somewhat of a hot spot as well. Yes, it is, and it was back then too. Um, back then, when I was when I lived there, it, um, I was in the uh, Tukwila, Burien, Renton area. Okay. I, what up, Forest? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it uh, it's 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 been around me a lot, and I I can remember as far back as a kid, maybe five years old, seeing shit, you know, going on, and. Uh, you know, in the skies or in my own bedroom or whatever, you know, in the middle of the night, you know, waking up going, well, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's been, it's been quite a ride, man, for sure. And just the, the personal experiences alone have me convinced that there's a whole lot more going on around us that we see than we see. I mean, we, we can see 3.5% of our light spectrum. 3.5%. What the hell else is going on around? Yeah, us, what's you know? with the other ninety six point five percent, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great, and you know, it it lends itself well to to uh, you know artistry and music. But like Nocturnus, which was very heavily delved into kind of the sci fi universe, although kind of more like on the technology front and you know futuristic and kind of space front you guys take more of the paranormal supernatural approach to it. And it's not even, I don't know if I'd really say it's sci-fi as much as it's just really kind of story based your, your songs and kind of the topics that you yeah. deal with. So I think that's yeah. fantastic. Thanks, man. Yeah. I, uh, some of the songs were dreams. Um, you know, some of the songs happened to me or happened to a friend of mine or, you know, something that was, it's always been something real that we try to tie in. You know, just to make it all that much more convincing and better, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, visitor from Titan is a is a is a it's a true story. Oh, I love that. It's awesome. And uh, you know, looking at where you're at now versus you know back in the day. So you know, 2003, right? 2004, 2005. You got you had this going. Things were kind of moving along. But but then what happened? Because there was just this period where you guys kind of went silent. Yeah. Uh, a lot of lineup issues plus all my health issues came into play. Um, yeah. I mean, it's since I started the band, I, I couldn't tell you how many surgeries I've had. I'd have to go back and look to see how many surgeries I've had. But uh, yeah, it's been mostly, you know, just lineup issues, picking the wrong people to come into the band and my health issues, man, my medical issues. But luckily after all this time's gone by, I've also gotten a lot of help and, um, I'm, you know, I, at one point I couldn't play guitar anymore. Oh shit. Yeah. My neck was so bad that, um, I couldn't feel my arms or hands or anything. I could barely hold a power cord, man. Yeah. I was, uh, it was, uh, it was a sad time, man, because it, it was like, man, is this over? You know, is that, is that going to be it? And then I got the next surgery and that surgeon also did a uh, low back surgery on me, um, uh, basically fusions and replaced my discs fully. And they had to go through the front and the back and on my neck and my belly. And it was crazy, man. It, yeah, but, you are literally a human pincushion at this point. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I've, I've also got electronics in me. I've got electronics in my lower lower spine. I've got electronics in my chest right here. And they go up into my brain. Um, I'm part of a, a medical trial at UCSF in San Francisco um, because of some of the conditions I have. Uh, I matched right up with them. I, I actually applied for the um, for the trial, just thinking, oh man, maybe they'll give me a call. They called me four hours later, and we're like, well, when can we have you down? <laughs> I had matched because they were spine problems, and there's another thing I have that is really rare. It's called CRPS, complex regional pain syndrome, and it's basically if you look it up and look up the, the McGill pain scale. It's at the top of every one of them, above childbirth, above cancer, above surgery, above amputation, all of them. And all it is, is basically my brain is making pain happen and when it doesn't need to be making pain happen. And it's basically something wrong with my brain. So they're trying to re get my brain reset so I can get back to normal and not be all of a sudden in the middle of the night, you know, 
it's 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 horrible it's horrible but they got it under control right now oh that's great you know maybe just maybe this all could be the product of some uh you know alien abductions or something doing some experiments on you right who knows you know you haven't are you having some time loss lately are you uh (laughs) pieces not fitting together correctly time to trying to keep me quiet man (laughs) have you seen the shadow people come on we (laughs) yeah (laughs) there you go so Um, i actually have three um three entities that live in my house they're totally cool but uh but yeah uh when i first moved in they weren't too cool but afterwards they 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 got used to me and they leave us alone now so they're like this dude's aight you know yeah (laughs) and what can you do anyways he's laid up uh, for half the day so yeah and I was actually out in the garage and one afternoon on a Sunday and I'm talking to my wife and all of a sudden I felt something scratch me. And we looked back and I had three scratches on the back of this arm or back of this uh, shoulder. Dude. Yeah. That's and some that, uh, poltergeist level shit right there. Yeah, Three. That's a, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. That's a close yeah. encounter, right? Uh, uh, definitely. I mean, I, who's, who knows what to believe really. Sure. I mean, aliens and paranormal but with our 3.5 percent of the scene of the spectrum they could be pulling all kinds of shit on us you know i mean <laughs> you know and just playing playing games you just, yeah. you, they just don't know you know keep, it's keep that uh butthole covered up because you know they like those <laughs> anal probes uh yeah <laughs> and uh you recently uh just had had about where uh you, you lost a, you lost a part of your toe uh for some for, and right right before all of this was happening you you had yeah. these issues pop up i uh i i had a uh, a hole on the bottom of my foot two years ago when i went to nam the 2018 nam i i, I wore combat boots like a like an idiot and you know how big Nam is. It's huge. Yeah, we're and not talking Vietnam, folks. We're talking uh <laughs> Yeah, music convention and uh, Yeah. And uh yeah, I ended up with a blister on the bottom of my foot and I was D deficient at the time, not knowing it, vitamin D deficient. If you don't have vitamin D, your parathyroid won't make calcium and it won't you won't heal. So I was really low on D because of a medication I was on, so it wasn't healing. And I ended up, you know, long story short, I ended up changing doctors. I got this new doctor and he had it shut within three months of meeting him. And I, it was open for two years, over two years. And I mean, I, a whole like that on the bottom of your foot, down to the muscle. Crazy. And, uh, he had to release all the tendons in my foot to get it to heal. So one of my toes kind of stuck out a little far and it was problems. It was, you know, getting getting ulcers, causing problems and everything. So he wanted to shorten the toe and uh, make it like the rest of my toes so I could fit a shoe on better and, you know, all that good stuff. Well, I went back a week later to um, after he did it and he turned white and started shaking after he pulled the, the dressing off my foot. And he said, if you don't go to the ER right now, I'm going to call an ambulance for you. And he was shaking. I've never seen a doctor so animated, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, you've got necrotizing fasciitis, the flesh eating bacteria on your toe. And you're maybe hours from either it going up your leg or killing you. You've got to go right now. So flew to the hospital and uh, um, he gave the heads up to the guy there that, Hey, this is what you got to do with him. And uh, you know, they were ready for me. I, I got to the ER and I was in in five minutes. I was in surgery, waiting for surgery within 10. I oh. never been in the hospital and gone through it that quickly. <laughs> so that's how bad the, you know, the, that bacteria is. But luckily, I only, I only lost one toe and uh, it's gone. I actually was at the doctor today and he said, that, uh, I'm completely clear. I got to keep staying on my antibiotics for now. But yeah, this all happened and I, and I was in the hospital. I got out of the hospital on Sunday. And on Monday, they re- they uh, released the uh, November fourth release date for the Team Anaco album. <laughs> you want to talk about uh, an emotional roller coaster, man? I mean, wow, dude, know? that is mind blowing. Yeah, I mean, it it was it. I couldn't believe. I mean, uh, the first of all that I got that, right? You know, and you know, apparently, I'm told that it's really apparent here in, in uh, New Mexico. Um, the necrosizing fasciitis. Well, that's crazy. I mean, you guys uh, still have leprosy out there too. So, you know, what else? Oh, yeah. is... <laughs> Armadillo. 
That's right. Armadillos. It's a, it's a thing. It is. And the, uh, I, I was telling you earlier when, when you were telling me about that, I was like, that's, uh, that's the same kind of thing that happened with, uh, with Jeff Hanneman from Slayer after he got that spider bite, it just kind of started necrotizing and it just, it, it just went, you know, went kind yeah. of crazy on that. So, uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, glad glad you're okay. Glad that you didn't, uh, you know, lose uh, any more limbs or or, or worse uh, your life because of that. And you look great today, by the way. I mean, uh, Thank you. you know, you seem <laughs> you seem you know definitely with it. And you know, speaking of, you know, just a roller coaster of exciting news. So you know, here it is after a a very long delay and personnel changes and. Also, you guys had some some problems uh, with labels over you know the last last couple of years. What was going on with that? Yeah, just uh, signed signed with uh, with beginning. We signed with a label that just I don't think they could really handle what we were wanting to do, and you know it didn't work out. And then the next label, Transcending, um, they postponed all new releases uh, because COVID hit and kicked his ass. You know, and he's been trying to get that label off the ground for years, man. And he'd been, I mean, talk about a trooper. Mike, Mike Ramirez is, a, is, a, is the man when it comes to that. But, uh, but yeah, um, he froze all new releases and we were like, well, man, we were, we're ready. We had, the album was done. And uh, then I got an um, email from Avant-Garde Music and they were opening up unorthodox, uh, sorry, unorthodox emanations their death metal division and they were looking to sign i was think it was maybe three or four bands to begin with and uh and we were one of them thanks to uh, my friend in italy marco santa maria uh we ended up with a great record deal with these guys it, you know we've got it for this one record and uh you know who knows what they're going to do the next one or not but you know it you know stranger things have happened <laughs> yeah, well, uh, shout out to Marco. He definitely sounds yeah. like he's he's been a big promoter uh, for for the band for sure. So uh, kudos to you, Marco. That's awesome. Yeah. And I also hear that um, y- you were saying that the really cool thing also about this label is not only are they doing a lot for promotion and kind of helping you in this pre-release window, but they are working some magic with vinyl that others just can't seem to make happen. Tell me about that. Um, I can't say exactly where they get their vinyl from because everybody would probably bombard them. And I know that they would probably be upset with me if I said so, but they're able to get vinyl done in eight weeks. Instead of eight months, which Mm -hmm. is kind of the going rate right now, eight to 12 months to get a pressing, you know, Druid Lord, um, uh, I finally got my pre-order for Relics uh, is is on the way, and their album came out back in January, and uh, the vinyl is just now hitting. And so, yeah, that's what seven seven months since then. So yeah. crazy. Uh, so eight weeks, uh, and so you're gonna do full vinyl. Are you doing other physical formats, cassette, CD as well? Uh, CDs and vinyl to start, and of course all the digital formats. Um, Spotify, you know, Apple Music, all of them. Yeah. Uh, plus, uh, you know, th- there may be a cassette deal down the road. You know, and you never know. Um, yeah. And uh, we've already also um, we've already got the next album probably half to three quarters written and ready to start recording. That's crazy. So, yeah. and, and one of those songs, I know at least one of those songs is based off uh, some of your recent uh, medical experiences. Uh, so, I'm going to write about the whole experience I just had oh, with that. That's amazing. What was, which makes me kind of wonder then. So, looking back at the material that you, you know, released several years ago and listening to, uh, you know, for instance, the new single that, that just came out. Sonically, production-wise, obviously there there is a difference in production value. The uh, the new stuff, of course, sounds sounds modern and it sounds great. And of course, I'm also a huge fan of the older stuff. But um, how much material for for uh, for this album was pulled from the vault? Did any of those ideas exist in previous uh, incarnations, or did you just work this whole album from scratch in a recent time frame? Well, our next single coming out is actually one of the, another dream I had, and uh, it's uh, it, we're gonna have a lyric video for it. So um, it, it's it's that was a, that was a, another dream. Um, you know, 
everything has a meaning. Everything has a, a has a, a, a root idea, you know, and something that someone can look, look up and go investigate themselves, you know, and and check out. You know, it's I, I, I'm so I love all this stuff, man. It's, it's what I, what I live for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As far as uh, musically, did did any of the ideas exist uh, and they were just kind of never got completed and you revisited them uh, for the new album or or did you just start from scratch when you knew this album was going to be a reality? No, there's actually a song off the very first demo that's going to be on the next album. Okay. So, yeah, and this album, there's a lot of new ideas, but um, uh, like I said, the next single was on was on a demo. Uh, that was on the Today in Battle demo that uh, Alex Webster played bass on. Um, and Today in Battle... Alex from Cannibal. Yeah, sorry about that. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Cannibal. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's going to be on the album too, that song. How how did uh, how did you rope him into doing that? Did uh, was he abducted by aliens and dropped <laughs> off in your basement, uh, shackled, or did you just happen to know him and say, oh, "Hook a brother up"? Man, I uh, I didn't know him personally, but the first time I ever met Alex, he walked up to me and said, "I love your band," and I'm like, "That's Alex Webster." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, thanks, dude." You know, you know, we started talking about it and going on and on, and then, um, you know, we shook hands and you know. It was at an iced earth show, so we were going to watch the show and everything. And then um, I, we had gotten Royce Bassam in the band on drums. Um, he's from Clearwater, Florida. Um, and he actually did jujitsu with Alex at Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and he said, dude, you want to come down and play on a song? He's like, absolutely. I love that band. So he he, just jumped, he jumped all in. It was off time for Cannibal Corpse. And he he was awesome. I mean, he gave us, gave us like four takes different bass sounds, all kinds of stuff to work with. And, you know, totally pro, man. <laughs> and one of the nicest guys in metal, man, period. You know, it's such an humble dude. And, you know, he taught me a lot about, what, you know, what goes on in the business and, you know, just really good guy, man. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I know you've played you've played a lot of instruments over the years, but, you know, uh, you know, you did you did a stint, you know, specifically with the bass. Um, yeah. back in the day and so did you get a chance to you know talk any kind of like bass tricks or anything like that with him a little bit yeah a little bit um you know since i moved over to guitar you know for the for the for now you know um you know i've been really concentrating on that and um you know it was great to let somebody uh you know let somebody take it over and do it do it do it their own way you know just like with ian our new bass player <laughs> i just i just let the cat out of the bag oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our our new lineup i can uh I can, yeah uh, let's that's you know that's the perfect segue that's what i meant to go for right there by the way so yeah let's uh let's talk about your new guys because obviously we we've had we've had some changes and uh everything now seems very solid so let's let's get a shout out for for the troops yeah our lead guitar player sean harry valentine from pittsburgh pennsylvania we've got our uh, bassist Ian Spencer, also from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We also have our keyboard player Ryan O'Neill, also from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we did have Ryan and Liam Herka on the drums. Uh, they actually—I've um, been longtime friends with them and their father, and so has uh, so is Ryan. They're also from Pittsburgh, uh, but they helped us get the album up and running. And uh, they had to do some some of their own stuff, so we went out and found a new drummer and. Uh, we are really, really glad to be announcing Gabriel Lewandowski as our permanent uh, drummer for touring and for the next record. Oh, that's awesome. Well, congratulations to all of you guys for uh, for making the final cut, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Gabriel comes from Resurrection, Equinox, Asheron. Um, he was great friends with our Alaska guitar player, uh, Michael Estes, before he passed away, too. So it's uh it's working out pretty cool man uh, yeah, great man you got a you got a killer a killer lineup and now some of this stuff on this album if i recall there were some things that were recorded that had to be re-recorded yep yeah and so any of the people that you have now were they involved in that process oh yeah um sean harry played uh all the new league guitars except for on the last song we where we have actually our special guest daniel hyman on vocals okay and i stepped back and i just did a little saying in the middle of the song but um uh we have guest steve martinez um he's he's from here uh in new mexico 
good friend of mine. He uh, he did the lead on that, and uh, yeah, uh, we replaced all the bass and all the rest of the lead guitars, and uh, it just it just had to happen. It uh, it just you know sometimes things don't work out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah yeah it's true i've I, I i see it a lot i hear it a lot I, I i talk to people who have experienced it you know quite a bit as well so either way what i'm hearing so far and uh i mean i i may or may not have been privy to kind of a an advanced listen to maybe one of the songs that just sounded super 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 awesome um <laughs> and I, I i do i like to kind of compare timelines right so you know looking at at your your new material it still has uh thematically in the feel of kind of your classic stuff so you stayed i think very true to your original concept and the original ideas for the sound that uh, that you had originally created was that a conscious decision to say i really just want to stick with it like this because this is yeah. what i know and love definitely definitely and um the one thing we wanted to do was modernize the drumming. Sure. And man, wait till you guys wait till you guys see the single with, with Gabriel playing drums. Yeah. It's gonna be blown away. Um, he's the best drummer I've ever played with. Ever. Oh wow. Played with a lot of guys. You played I mean, with some good guys. Yeah. <laughs> he's the best out of all of them. He really is. And um, you know, like I said, I just went to Florida before I got sick and everything with my foot. Um, and we, we jammed every night. I was there till 12, from 12 p 12 AM to 6 AM. Um, you know, cause it was so damn hot in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Swamp Plus, ass yeah. is a real thing. Yeah. But yeah. And, uh, um, he, he's going to be doing the drum playthrough video here this weekend actually. And, um, I can't wait for everybody to see it and everything and, and, uh, and hear the next song too. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Sounds fucking epic. But before we get to that next song and the video playthrough, I'd say it's about time to get off our asses and play this brand new track that we have touched on a few times so far today. So here it is with their first single in close to a thousand years off their long-awaited debut album, Earth Base One, and based off of Ed's real-life close encounter, this is Tiwanaku with Visitor from Titan.
That's fantastic. So you've got you got a lot of cool stuff coming coming down the road there. A drum playthrough, lyric videos. Uh, that it's just it's all happening, dude. I just I keep playing that over in my mind, and I'm <laughs> sure you you obviously are playing it over in your mind too. Like after all of this, how surreal is that for this dream to finally be realized? Uh, you've faced a fucking insane amount of adversity and obstacles in this path to get it accomplished. And now November, was it November 4th? Yep. Yeah. It's, it's going to be there. So, you know, just, just a, a scant couple of months away, it hits the world. How are you feeling about that right now? I am loving it, man. And this is what I've been trying to do all along. And, um, you know, like, like I said, I had to take breaks here and there because of the medical, but there, there was never a time. There was one time when, like I said, my arms were dead. I, I could barely do a power cord and, Brian Progkop Goldsmith, my friend and our ex-manager, he's ex because he's also passed away. He talked me out of calling it quits because I was like, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to play anymore. What you know, he's like, he's like, go get that surgery and give it some time first. And you know, he was he was always really good with words, man. <laughs> always could uh, you know keep me going. And you know, every time uh, every time something crazy comes up, the first thing I think is, what the hell would he say about this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. I mean, it's, it's yeah. for me, like as, as a fan of music in general and as a fan of the artistic process, and of course, as a fan of the artists that put everything they have into these opuses, um, I get an immense sound uh, amount of satisfaction out of seeing people's dreams realized. And I, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people, but I feel it from you more so than I feel it from a lot of people. And I, I don't know if that's just a time thing or there was just some, some health issues that you thought might do you in or whatnot. But uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it seems like now it's all just, it's coming so fast at you. Yeah. Everything, everything just popped on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's crazy. It it's it's awesome though. I'm really really happy, man. And uh, we're gonna have new merch. We're gonna have new everything. We've got all kinds of stuff in in on the table for next year as far as appearing live. Yeah. Uh, we've got two European tours on the table. We've got an Asian tour on the table. We have a Bolivian tour on the table. We have a Brazilian tour on the table and a full South American tour on the table. Let's talk about that Bolivian possibility for a moment there, because if there's anything in the universe that could bring this fucker home, it's going to Bolivia and specifically C&T Winaku in person with your own yep. eyeballs. That's as close to a, I have goosebumps, dude. Seriously, fucking just thinking about it. That's a truly cosmic experience. I mean, wh what, what would that mean to you for that to actually be realized? I mean, when we go there, we've already got plans to do music video where we're there. We're, we're hoping to at least get some footage there because it is above 14,000 feet. And, uh, you know, that's going to be pretty taxing on guys that live at sea level. But, you know, uh, yeah, we, that's, that's one of the, uh, the big objectives is to go there. And, you know, the, um, I, you know, one of our songs off this album, uh, was a vision of mine I had during a surgery I, when I had my knee replaced and I was wandering around Tiwanaku and, you know, I found all kinds of crazy stuff. And, uh, you know, I found, I found a giant being kept alive in this vision and I found underground and I found all kinds of crazy stuff that they don't lie. Well, they don't really talk a lot about, but they were wondering every, every person I've talked to about it in Bolivia, can't believe I know. <laughs> and uh, I have a friend that's been been there and knew about it and hasn't talked to me about it. And now lives in Czech Republic. And I told him about this vision. He's like, you were there. You had to have been there. You had to have been there. You, you there's no way you, you had to have been there. Because <laughs> how would you know all this stuff? It, and it was all true. Yeah, dude, that's nuts. I mean, that's that's just so perfect. <laughs> Another song. <laughs> Another song. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, lots of uh, lots of stuff in the works and as as far as playing live and uh, you know, um, from a from a health perspective, I mean, do you feel up for that? Oh yeah, I'm I'm I, you know, other than this setback I had last week, um, yeah, I'm ready to go. I mean, I you know, 
just just push me out on the stage and I'm and I'm ready to get ready to get some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need toes to play guitar and sing. Come on, you'll be fine. The <laughs> so now you've been doing some rehearsals and I assume that for the most part the rehearsals were just getting some folks, you know, ready for some recording sessions and this and that, but are you are you yeah. starting to think rehearsals towards towards showtime? Oh yeah. Yeah, we're uh we're talking about getting together um, at least, I think at least a month before we have a show and we want to do a show in Tampa. Um, not sure where yet we were talking about the brass mug. Um, we were actually talking about talking to a couple bands about, uh, one to open and one to headline and kind of do a little bit of a CD release party. Yeah. Uh, that way we play live together again. And, you know, we, we've all played live together except for with the new drummer, but I've played with the new drummer and <laughs> we're tight. We're already tight and it's, it's it's going to be impressive live, man. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. And you know, worth, worth noting, which is not terribly uncommon these days, but I, I guess I hadn't made the connection, uh, <laughs> even until today, you guys are not in the same area. You're, you're at, uh, at different points of the country. So, uh, yeah. getting together is not simply just a, a quick jaunt down the road. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta plan it all out and, I'll be going back either to Pittsburgh or Florida, and then those guys will go to either Pittsburgh and Florida, and we'll we'll get her done, man. And um, everybody's practicing the you know the, all the whole album on their own, keeping up on everything every day. I am even when I was down, I was still practicing. So it's uh, you know, and when I when I just played with Gabriel, man, I just blown away, you know, just blown away with how good he is, man, and how well he's gonna be for this band, you know, because he's. He loves metal and he's been looking for a, you know, a project to be a part of. And, uh, you know, like Resurrection, him and John were real tight and they played together really tight. And he's been looking for that for a while. And um, Michael Estes, when he was alive, he was trying to get Gabe into this band and things weren't quite working out with me at the time for my medical. And uh, then they went and did Resurrection instead. So, you know, I, I was like, guys, have a good time. Tell me how, how, how great it is, you know? And, I had to have, you know, major spine surgery twice, you know, more than twice, but, um, yeah, I've had 31 surgeries, man. God damn, dude. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm counting. Yeah. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> you know, it's just a roundabout guess. 31. Exactly. Uh, yeah. so I'm counting, um, stitches, procedures like that. You know, there's been a lot of that too, but I mean, I, I was an athlete when I was younger as a soccer player. I used to climb, you know, cliffs. We, we did all kinds of crazy shit when I was young, man. I mean, I used to think I was invincible when I was young. <laughs> I found out that's a different story when you get a little older. <laughs> found out you are, in fact, not. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So now, now you'll get to climb some pyramids and, uh, you know, maybe climb some, uh, some other amazing spiritual structures uh, here in your, in your not so uh, distant future. That's uh that sounds amazing. I mean, the, the the fact that not only is your album finally coming out after, you know, years and years and years and years, but, you know, COVID is finally winding down a little bit. Shows are opening back up. The possibility of playing. Uh, I, I don't know. Has, has Tiwanaku ever had a live show in any of its incarnations? Yep. So you guys yep. were playing back in the day. Yes, definitely. We, we played here in Albuquerque quite a bit. Um, uh, yeah, we did play once at State Theater in uh, St. Pete. Okay. Uh, did a showcase with the Rock, so Rock, Rock Solid Pressure Show, or Reno now. Um, they're going to start jamming our, our, song in, uh, our songs in October as well. You know, it's, uh, it's cool, man. I've got another interview next week doing, with another radio station, too. And uh, things, are, things are coming along. I've, I've been told interviews are tough to come by. And uh, so far, they're, they're coming to me, and it's great. And I'm, I've... I cannot complain whatsoever. I, I think yeah, interviews. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I I book usually months in advance, um, and so it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I've always had this spot here for you because I knew this was going to happen. So uh, <laughs> you know, it's it had to happen. Yeah. Appreciate you. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know. So speaking then of you know things kind of getting put back on track and 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 moving forward. I mean you're practicing, you're working towards it, you know, musically. Now you're, you're handling, you know, guitar and vocal duties. Mm. You have some pretty technical shit. I mean, uh, you know, are you just pulling this stuff out of your ass or are you, are you 
I mean, I, I, I look back, of course, on on like Nocturnus, for, which is what most people are going to know you from previously. But, you know, the the riffs that are leads. Right. And, uh, you know, some of the stuff that you have is is in that territory as well. Very technical, yet very melodic um, yeah. as a defining factor of Tiwanaku. And, and to me, something that that really stands out is that it's technical but it's not it's not technical simply for technicality's sake it's definitely got a lot of melody it's got a lot of of harmony and changes and stuff like that so you know how do you how do you approach this i mean do you just sit down and these these things come into your head or are you a very methodical guitar player all right a lot of things come to my mind right right as i sit down playing guitar and boom i'll fire up my recording stuff and get it put down to a to a click tracks and i've got a library of riffs that i use i call the riff bank okay and i've i've probably got a, a third album in the riff bank with just in riffs alone but um I'm, we're gonna be incorporating the other guy's stuff too like sean uh valentine harry he's he's got great riffs man he's been sending me riffs ever since he joined the band and every every single one of them i'm like man it's so usable bro and it's right up the alley of this band it's like him and I are uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna melt really well on stage, man, for sure. And uh, Gabriel's even gonna get in on the uh, writing, and so is uh, Ryan, the keyboard player. Andy, everybody's gonna get in get in on it. So start some songs off with some bass, you know, and uh, use that bass guitar to our advantage instead of burying it in a mix like a lot of metal bands do. Unfortunately, <laughs> wait, does that happen? <laughs> no, Never. come on, just throw more distortion on the guitars. You don't need bass. They didn't have this record. They didn't. Nah. <laughs> so no, dude. That's that's great. And I, I'm I'm looking, of course, at the arsenal behind you, and it looks like you're a Jackson kind of guy. Oh yeah. Um. So I see okay. a Kelly back there. Um. Let's uh. Let's see. Are these the the tools that you use for recording? Oh, look at that. We have a uh, some sort of a prototype body going on there. Yeah. Uh, Gibson Explorer, basically, but it's not a Gibson. It's a Pitbull Guitars from Australia. Okay. Yeah, I just I just glued this neck on, and I'm gonna be putting it all together, and um, just waiting for some wire to come in from Amazon, and then it's gonna be uh, probably depending on how it sounds to compared to the Kelly, because the Kelly is the uh, is the rhythm machine on the uh, on the albums and on the recordings. And is that a yeah. uh, rectum fryer I see back there in the corner? Yes, it is triple rect with the uh, base of 212 and i got a i got a uh, marshall 410 down there for some bass okay uh, got uh an 88 key uh uh keyboard player that runs east west sounds um sounds online they're amazing man it, it, the, the orchestras and everything that you can use with their stuff is just it's so cool you know and it's endless what you can do with it so uh, me and a keyboard player sit and just go ape shit with the, with the keyboards as far as coming up with different stuff to to make us stick out a little bit you know yeah and uh he's got a he's got a solo on the album too uh piano solo and man people are gonna be blown away when they hear this Dude, I that's was. awesome i was blown away <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys uh now you went to a studio though uh to record right or did you lay down the tracks at home and then just bring them to a studio we did the drums at um, Cerebral Productions in Pittsburgh. Okay. And uh, then I brought those home. I actually drove up to Pittsburgh and stayed with the with the two with Ryan and Liam. They're both brothers. Um, they both played on the album. Um, so it's uh, it was uh, cool. Stayed with those guys and we you know get, got the drums done. And then I came home and we stacked everything else except for the keyboards. I did the keyboards while I was in Pittsburgh too with Ryan. But came home, did the guitars. Got the bass done, and then uh, things happened, and we needed a lead guitar player. And the, the Hercas ended up calling up Harry, and uh, and man, he fit right in. I mean, we were doing leads uh, a week after I got to Pittsburgh, you know, and you know, recording them for the album. So he's a monster. And what was crazy is we both tuned to the same same way, and we both play seven string. So it's like, yeah. You, you, you can't go wrong man <laughs> yeah more more cosmic fate uh you know playing playing a hand in the tiwanaku record so <laughs> yeah yep. 
been it's been quite a ride getting this thing together, man. I, I mean, I you know it took a really really long time, but I look back on it and I wouldn't change any of it. I mean, I had to get fixed, you know, and you know that was that was the main reason. There was other other reasons like getting accepted by the Bolivians and um, you know there's you know lineup changes were just really bad, but you know now we got a full full lineup. Everybody's ready to go. Passports ready to tour. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go crazy next year touring, man. Yeah. Uh, like, like I said, we've got a, several things on the table. Hopefully they all materialize. That'd be great. You know, make sure they all happen. And, um, uh, going back to Europe would be great. I've been there with Nocturnus in 92 for thresholds and haven't been back since. And, uh, yeah, I've been wanting to do that for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, the, the European scenes, they just, they just continue to rage. I mean, that's just, I mean, I'm, I'm really proud of the, of the U S metal scene and, and, you know, all the corners of the country that, that have their, their respective spots. And, and obviously I'm here, so I'm, I'm partial to it, but you know, I've never had the opportunity, but I've got many friends in the business. And every time I hear about them going to Europe and coming back, they're like, dude, Mike, seriously, if you ever get a chance, you gotta <laughs> go, you gotta go try some of these fests that are, you know, yeah. that are out there. And, and, you know, I know it's, it's, it's a bucket list uh, thing for me. Oh uh, man, we're going to play Vakken before I die. Oh. We're before I die, dude, <laughs> one way or another, yeah. we got to be open the whole show. Yeah. Uh, gotta play Vakken. Gotta do yeah. Vakken. And then domestically, I mean, 70,000 tons, uh yeah. would be a dream and of course you know the maryland death fest and stuff is is pretty epic but uh yeah we actually played march middle meltdown and nocturnus uh for ethereal tomb we played march meltdown meltdown which was actually i think the, the starting of maryland maryland, maryland death fest yeah uh, I, I think but uh yeah we we played and dillinger escape plan was on another stage right next to us and we had a curtain between us <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like back to back <laughs> that's Rick, hilarious first song's like dude you gotta come here right now and i'm like what 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 and he's like you have to bang your head or i'm not gonna know where we are all i can hear is bah, 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 bah. <laughs> i was like oh my god dude <laughs> oh that's amazing we made it through the shit moved it through the set pretty good on that one but that was uh that was pretty cool <laughs> cool show <laughs> yeah it's uh you know the 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 ability to to kind of get back out on the road and and promote uh promote the album and and i i think bring people uh you know a, a taste of something new i think is important and i, I think people are going to be excited you know for tiwanaku and i mean you've had a following people have kind of remained with you which i think is great um what what do you think is going to be different about your approach to Tiwanaku now versus, you know, what you did, I don't know, 20 years ago. Um, the live thing is going to be it, man. That's the big, big difference. And, and like I said, have the rest of the band join me on, on writing and, uh, make this a real band, you know? And back then it was, uh, you know, people were jumping in to do things like Richard jumped in to do the drums real quick. And, um, Rick did the solos on the first one and Alex did the bass on the second one. And, you know, it was, we were always trying to find the right people to make things happen, you know, and I, I think we're finally there. I really do. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, the, the world is, uh, the world is ready for earth base one to, yeah. to hit the shelves, to hit the airwaves. Uh, I, I know I'm fucking ready for it. Um, you know, and then clearly it's not going to be 20 years before we get the next album. Uh, <laughs> We're, we're planning on following up with another one next year. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah. And yeah. on the immediate horizon then, so, uh, you know, we've got Visitor from Titan released as the first single, and that was released uh, directly by the label. And, of course, we're going to play it here on the show as well. Um, but uh, you mentioned that you got, what, two more singles that are going to be coming out. Are you allowed to disclose those yet? Not yet, but... I can tell you one's a lyric video. The next one's a lyric video. And the last one's going to be a drum playthrough video. Yes. But, but we're going to leave the vocals in the drum playthrough video just so, uh, you know, so, so everybody knows what's up. <laughs> but 
that one I think is going to be released on the release date too. So the next one will be a lyric video and then release date. We'll, we'll have another video Gabe doing the drums. Yeah. And so once this uh, November 4th rolls around and it is officially out there in the universe, what's going to be the very next thing that Tiwanaku does? Um, it's looking like the Tampa show in March. Okay. March, yeah. And then our first tour in May of oh. Europe. Yeah. So yeah. getting right, right off to it then. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, We've, like I said, we've got another return to Europe right after that, looking at looking at right after that and then going to Asia and then, um, you know, coming back. And we're looking at a festival here in the United States, too. And, you know, man, I think we're just going to be super busy. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's what, what, what we've wanted all along. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and well, well deserved. So are uh, our pre-orders uh, open yet for the album? Pre-orders are actually going to come out when this video comes out. Oh, so, my good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so I got so, some work to do, huh? Pre-orders coming soon. Uh, that's amazing. And you, you'll be able to pre-order it on on a vinyl as well as CD, correct? Yeah. And, yeah. and digital. And digital. That's yeah. amazing. And, all, of course, all the big platforms. So, Ed, my friend, we have covered a ton of ground here, but I don't want to leave anything out. Was there uh, anything else that we want to make sure we put out to the universe about uh, things you're working on, about Tiwanaku, or about just uh, anything in general? And like I said, next year we're going to be appearing all over the world, and uh, I would love to do a full music video of one of these songs. Plus, we plan on following up next year with another record. So... You know, lots of touring and lots of recording. <laughs> That's what we have coming for sure. All right. So uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you filthy, filthy, filthy motherfuckers. We have epic stuff coming right down the road from Ed Mowry and company, Tiwanaku. Congratulations, my brother, on this release. Super excited for you. Glad uh, that you're still with us. And yes. very excited for things to come. And uh, the rest of you out there in the universe, just know this is not the last conversation Ed and I are going to have on the air. Uh, open door for you uh, anytime you want to come back on. I know we talked about that again. And so uh, you can count on myself here and Misery Point Radio to support you, to support your projects. And, uh, you know, just wishing you the best of luck out there with, with all of this. And, man, it just couldn't happen to a nicer dude. So, uh, so it's just awesome. Congratulations, man. Awesome. Thank you, man. And I appreciate you, uh, appreciate you doing this for us and, you know, putting us out to the Seattle airways, you know. And uh, I, I've definitely, next time I'm in Seattle, we'll have to get together and do it. Dude, sure. we're going to have to get together and, uh, you know, try not to get abducted. But, uh, you know, as we, you know, driving down 16 or I-5 or whatever. But, uh, yeah. hell yeah, we'll get together and, and uh, we'll have whatever beverage you're uh, medically allowed to have. And uh, <laughs> we'll shoot the shit and, and uh, it, it'll be a great time. So uh, thanks again, Ed. This has been a blast. And to all the rest of you out there, keep your eyes and ears peeled. Pre-order that shit. Go get it on November 4th. I promise you, it'll be worth the wait, and you're going to love it. Hell yes, you will. <laughs> and if you don't love it, well, then there's clearly something wrong with you. Probably an alien implant that's wiped away your capacity for rational thought. Some of you motherfuckers may need to be beamed back up for round two. Anyway, thanks again for hanging out with me in the wasteland. We're going to close this one out with a classic track from Tiwanaku. Pay close attention. You may hear more of this song in the not-so-distant future. This one's called Today in Battle. KFMP out! KFMP out!